Welcome to the Art of Getting a Job. 30 minutes for you, a job seeker, where we talk about all things job search from the perspective of hiring professionals, giving you understanding so that you can do what you want and go out and get that job. Hey there, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I hope you're good today, uh, wherever you are, if it be the morning or the afternoon or the evening. Hope you've had a good day or a good start to your day, whatever that may be. I've had a good start to my day. I have my coffee. Rishi is beside me. He is happy because he has gotten what he wants. He has gotten a brush. And that was a thing that he made very clear that he wanted to have done this morning. And it's been done. And he set the tone for the day for himself. And he's been very successful at that. In this episode, we want to talk about three questions that you must ask yourself before you start on this process, on this process of getting a new job. Part of the art of getting a new job is knowing what to look for in that new job. There's three questions that employers, recruiters, and hiring managers expect you to have answers about before you even send in a resume. Three questions that when answered, they're going to make the process of getting a job easier for you. This is also about setting the tone for your job search. It's about discovering the dreams you have, the next steps in your career, and setting boundaries. All this is going to allow you to focus towards success. But before we get into that, let's pay some bills. Hey there. So, do you have a good person in your life that you're wanting to give a gift of jewelry to? Maybe a bracelet for your aunt or your uncle on their anniversary? Or a set of earrings for your good friend on their birthday? Or a brooch for your mom to wear to that family wedding coming up? Well, the good people at Green Moon Monday, they have just the thing for you. Green Moon Monday has been making unique message-infused jewelry for close to 30 years. Using semi-precious stones and quality materials, each piece is handcrafted with the attention to the detail that only a true artisan can provide. Whether you're looking for a bracelet or a pennant or earrings, Green Moon Monday's works of art each have their own unique story and purpose and will bring joy and comfort to that unique good person in your life. Go to GreenMoonMonday.com to order today. Green Moon Monday, good people making great jewelry for your good people. Hello, welcome back. So three questions that you need to answer before you start your job search. There's good reasons why you need to answer these three questions before you even make an application because the employers, the recruiters, the hiring managers, they expect you to know the answers to these before you apply. Three questions are, what do you want to do? Where do you want to do that? And the third one is, 
how much do you want to get paid for that? What's the compensation? Let me go into what the employers are expecting in this regard, and that will explain why you need to answer this. First of all, what do you want to do? An employer puts out a job posting and they have something that they're looking for. They may be willing to accept slight differences in order to be able to get stuff done, but they have a specific task that needs to be completed. They have some things that they need to do and they have decided that they are going to have an opening to pay somebody to do that. Now that could be a new opening. It could be something where they're replacing somebody. Whatever it is, they have something in mind. So they have specific stuff that they're looking at. They expect you, when you apply, to have read that job posting. They expect you to have looked at every aspect of what they're doing. And we're going to have an episode that talks about job postings and talks about what is in a job posting and why employers put stuff into job postings. But for today, just understand that they are putting out there what they want to do. So they have that expectation. The other expectation they have is, is that you will be willing to work under the circumstances of where this job is being done. That could be done remotely. That could be done hybrid. Or it could be done fully on site. But they expect you to know that before you apply. The third thing that they have an expectation of is that you'll have an understanding of what compensation you are asking for in order to do that position. They want to make sure that you fit within their budget or fit within how it fits within their structure. And there's a number of different aspects of this, and we'll actually have an episode just on compensation and the discussions about compensation, because I know a lot of people are really afraid to have that conversation because they're afraid that it will uh, take away from their ability to be looked at for a position. But for now, for today, just be aware that they expect you as an employee, a potential employee, as a job seeker, to know what you're willing to get paid for and have an understanding of that. So let's go over those three questions from the perspective of a job seeker. First of all, you have to know what you want to do. As I said, employers, they have specific things that they're wanting to do in this position. They're not going to just accept anybody. They don't have to accept just anybody. Reminder, they have dozens of applications, if not hundreds of applications. They have 10 seconds where they're going to look at your resume. If you don't show in that resume what they're looking for, they're not going to look at you. A reminder, they have specific stuff they want to do. Their role as an employer, as a recruiter, as a hiring manager, is to get somebody to do something. It's not to get you paid. This is an important distinction I think a lot of people, sometimes they forget. Because the most important thing for a lot of people is, is I, I want to get paid. I understand that. But 
you have to understand that from an employer perspective, they want somebody to do that job to get paid. They're not just going to pay for a body. There's a lot of people who I have speak, spoken to as a hiring manager that have said to me, I, I just need a job. I'll do anything. Not everybody can do anything. Not everybody can do everything. As an employer, that's a really embarrassing thing to hear, by the way. I would strongly suggest to you not to have that conversation with a hiring manager or recruiter or an employer. You can't do everything. So you need to know what you want to do, what you can do. This is something where people get afraid of. and They go, oh, I don't know. I just don't know what I can do. I don't know what, what I want to do. Because what happens is people get afraid that if they don't, if they have to make a decision about that, that that will cut down on what their options are. What I strongly suggest that people do is that before you start your job search, that you sit down and you write down five things that you would like to do now in this current job search. You may have reasons to do them that are related to where you want to go in your career. You may have things that you want to do because you've done them in the past and you want to get back into doing them. You may have things that you want to do because, hey, that seems fun. And I see lots of people are doing that. Whatever your reasons are, write down what you want to do and what you're wanting to apply for and know what you want to do. Be aware of something, though. In the midst of this whole process, when you start applying to positions and when you start interviewing with people and you start having conversations, you may find that your goals change. You may find that what you wanted to do, what you thought you wanted to do, is not something you can do. Or you may find that it's not something you want to do anymore. Or you may find it's something that they don't want to pay you the compensation that is you're willing to work for, or it may not be in places where you want to work physically. You may want to do remote work, and it's not really possible to do remote work and be a mover of stuff around a warehouse. So you've got to make a decision about what you want to do. However you decide that. I really encourage you, though, the dream, to think about, okay, what can I do? What are my skills? What are the options that I have? What have I done? What have been my experiences? That's stuff that you're all going to put into your resume. And as I said, we're going to have an episode about what should be in your resume. But you would need to make that decision before you start applying, before you put your resume together, you need to decide what you want to do. Employers, I said, they expect you to know this because if they see a resume that doesn't apply to what they're trying to hire for, they're going to screen you out. They're not going to just accept, oh my gosh, this is a person that has no skills that apply to what we do. But hey... I'm being friendly today, so I'm going to hire them. 
you may hear of the one in 10,000 or the one 100,000 time that that occurs. Um, just to let you know, as an employer, as a person who is hired in the, who has hired and is continuing to be hiring in the future, I, I tried doing that. And whenever I've tried doing that, it's failed. Inevitably, that idea of being a charity case, so to speak, giving a person an opportunity just because we want to try, doesn't work. It does not work. I've worked with organizations that help people find jobs because those people are having problems finding a job due to things that in their experiences or due to aspects of their life that have made it difficult for them. That could be disability, that could be age, that could be just being young. I've worked with organizations and been a part of organizations that have helped those individuals get hired and have hired people from those organizations. I am always looking for something though that that person can do, that that something that can help us do what they do. If they do not have any capability in that regard, they are not to be considered. And I've had discussions with parents where I bring in an individual and they're like, he just needs an opportunity. Yes, but if he can't or she can't do that, then we're not giving them a chance to succeed. And ultimately, that's what we want to do with a position. When you're hiring somebody, is you want to give them a chance to succeed and do what you're wanting to do and move forward. Because that's my particular approach to hiring people. I want to give people a chance to succeed. I want to give people some opportunity that allows them to grow and be better. That's been my approach as a hiring manager for over 30 years. And I get my most pleasure out of seeing and experiencing those people that I gave a chance to, to see them succeed. And there's people that I hired 20 years ago that are now managing places and been very successful. And that is great. That makes me feel good. So that's what I look for when I'm hiring is I'm looking for somebody that can do the particular position. The second question you have to ask is, where are you willing to work? This has really changed because of COVID. Um, really beforehand, there was very little remote work being done, very little hybrid work being done. It was talked about, but it was a pipe dream for most people. We've realized over the last number of years that it is possible for a lot of people to do a job without being in an office. That it's possible for people to do a job with the cat lying beside them, as Rishi is right now. It is possible to do a job without showing up all the time to a physical office space. There are positions that require you to be there. As I said before, you know, you, you can't really move stuff around a warehouse and receive stuff into a warehouse without being physically present. There are places whose workplace culture is going to be, you are going to be working here. That could be decided upon based on just comfort of managers. It could be what's involved in doing the job. If you're working at a fast food restaurant, it, you know, you can't, you can take an order over the phone uh, online and do that remotely. And there are a lot of places that were doing that prior to COVID. 
but you can't really put that pizza together without being there. So there are places that they are going to be on site. And there are places that could be remote and there are places that could be, be hybrid. You need to know your comfort level of that before you apply. Hopefully places are upfront about it, about it being hybrid, about it being remote. Most companies and organizations that are looking for jobs that are hiring hybrid and remote, they are upfront about it in the posting itself. And they ask you, are you comfortable with that? Because not everybody is. There's a second aspect to this question about where you're willing to work that is really important for you to consider. That is distance and commute. If you are going to work at a physical location, you need to be comfortable with the length of commute that's involved in that. If you are comfortable with a two and a half hour commute each way, that is your decision, but you have to be comfortable with that. I have an understanding that two and a half hours each way means five hours of your day is on the road getting to this place. Now, in the past, I've asked the question about how long the commute is for you. The reason I ask that question is I'm not looking to screen out based on postal code. I really don't care where a person comes from. But I had a person that was applying for a position and I asked, so where are you coming from? And they said from this place and it was two and a half hours away. And I said, are you sure? And they said, yeah, I'm okay with that. All right. I thought they could do the job. They seemed comfortable with it. It was a seasonal position. It wasn't going to last very long. They knew that. And they said, hey, you know, it's only, it's only for about three weeks. So we'll be good for that. And they lasted three days and they said, no, I can't do it. Then I had another person the year before who, again, it was a seasonal position. This one was going to last a little bit longer. And they were coming from two and a half hours away. And I said, are you sure? And they said, yeah. I said, okay. And they showed up every day for four months. Now, at the end, they said never again, but they did. So you have to be comfortable with that length of commute. You have to be comfortable with what's involved in that. If you are looking for something that's within an hour and a half, you can probably find something. If you're looking for something that's within 10 minutes, that's a limitation. You have to know where your limit is and what you're willing to do and, and what you're willing to do for that commute. Some people are willing to take transit for an hour. Some people are saying, no, I need to drive to that place. I need to have on-site parking. Some place people are like, no, I don't want to be in that part of the city. I want to be in this part of the city. Uh, whatever you do, you need to make that decision. And that needs to be involved in your decision about whether or not you're applying to a place. So if you're applying to a part of the town that you're not willing to go to because it's just too far, don't apply. If you are wanting to apply to a position and it's perfectly in your spot, consider it, look to see whether or not it fits, but make sure you're doing that. Employers expect you to know this before you apply. They're going to ask you because so many people don't, but don't waste your time. Don't waste their time by not looking into that. The third question you need to ask is compensation. How much are you willing 
to be paid to do this position. Now, a lot of people, they don't want to answer this question. And we'll get into a, We're going to have a whole conversation about compensation, as I said, in another episode. But do understand that at some point or another, employer is going to ask you. If they don't ask you during the initial application when you're putting the resume in, they'll probably ask it in the first interview that comes up. And you need to know an answer for that. You need to know how much you're willing to work for to do that particular role. I strongly suggest that if you do not know how much that position pays, you go look at a lot of job postings. Um, I would say look at the median and upper and lower ranges of how much something gets paid that is laid out there by Service Canada. That is taken from people who've done employment insurance though. So understand that not everybody applies to employment insurance. And the high aspect of that is something you're unlikely to get. You should be looking for something probably in the middle of that. So if you're looking for a particular position and this position, wherever you go, pays minimum wage or minimum wage plus $2 an hour. If your expectation is, is I'm going to get paid $80,000 to do that, you have to think about that because that means that you're applying to something that it's not going to get paid what you want. Um, so employers expect you to answer that question and know what it is. The good thing about answering these three questions, about knowing what you want to do, knowing how you want to work and where you want to work, and about knowing how much you're going to get paid is that once you've done this, this will guide your job search. You will look at all the postings that are out there that you've done a search for, and you will go, no, I don't want to do that. Yep, I do want to do this. Yep, I'm willing to go to do this stuff. I strongly encourage you not just to apply to anything. If there's a position out there that is in an area that you're not willing to go to work for, do not apply. It is wasting your time. It is wasting their time. And what you don't want to be doing in the middle of an interview is going, oh, this job's in that part of the city? Oh, I thought it was this. That just is not a good idea. One of the reasons why you don't want to be wasting people's time is because like it or not, at some point in the future, you may decide you actually want to do a job at that place. You may decide that you want to do a particular position. They may have a position that is something that you're interested in. Hiring managers, some of them have good memories. Some of us remember people that in the past did things that we didn't really appreciate, uh, like wasting our time. Don't burn a bridge is what I'm saying. And Because if you apply to a position and you basically say at the end of it, you actually know that's in a place I don't want to work, then you're wasting their time. We want to make sure that you do that right. So those three questions, getting them answered, they're going to help you to be able to focus towards what you want to do, which is to get hired, to get a new job, and to move on with your career. It's going to set boundaries. It's going to create channels that you can succeed in. And it's going to allow you to dream. And once you realize, yeah, I can do these things, 
that's going to give you self-worth that's going to help you in your job search as well. So, three questions that you need to answer and have asked yourself before you put in an application. Three questions that employers and recruiters and hiring managers expect you to have answered before you put in an application. I hope this has been useful. It comes to you from the perspective of a person who has looked at thousands of resumes, who has done hundreds of interviews and has hired hundreds of people. I hope that all this helps you to create that new job for yourself, that this helps put you on the path towards the success that you want to be. I wish you well. May you have a good day today. May you have had a good day if this is the end of your day. May whatever you are doing, be it with family, be it with friends, be it recreation, be it life, that it be something that you enjoy and that you be well. Take care and we'll talk to you soon.